How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. We're Grant and Danny. You are listening to The Fan. Day one of Toby season on updates. Let's hear it for Toby, ladies and gentlemen. Toby season. Absolutely. Welcome aboard the 106.7 The Fan family. We appreciate your efforts getting us out of the gates here on GND. Darius Dameron, Ryan Clary, production. We had a rundown. It was a good rundown. I really liked the rundown. I thought it was nice. There have been so many things in the last 90 minutes that have happened with the commanders, with the NFL, just news, that the rundown is essentially going to be crumbled up and thrown in the garbage. Tress weighs about, what, 14 yards behind the line of scrimmage, slightly off center. I never know why they do that, by the way. Black, you know what I'm talking about? Like, usually the Black, punter. I don't know why the punter isn't directly behind the center, but he's always a little bit off to the side. You ever notice that? I would say Tressway, and I don't know when or why this started. We should ask him next time we have him on. Yeah. He is a regular here on Grant and Danny. He stands further off center than anyone I've ever seen. Totally. I've, I, I'm concerned about it because you're making the sna- the center not snap it straight back. He's got to do it at kind of an angle. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But we had the rundown. The cheese man snapped it back to Tressway with great velocity, and Tressway said, I'm going to kick the bleep out of this one. And he downed it inside the 20. It's gone. Punted. Out the window. Ron Rivera was just on NFL Network about 20 minutes ago, and he was asked if Sam Howell's going to be his starting quarterback. He answered the question way more thoroughly than you would have anticipated. We were going to play that audio for you coming up in the next 10 minutes right here on G&D. There is also a report from Charles Gasparino of Fox Business News that the commanders are going to be sold early this offseason. Charles is going to join our show. He is the one that reported the news. We have booked him on the show. Darius has been working hard behind the scenes with the people over at Fox Business. And we've got him on the air today at 5 o'clock. That is going to be must-listen. You'll want to hear. He's got the scoop on the supposed sale of the Commanders coming up in three hours. We're giving away tickets to Fallout Boy at 4 o'clock today ahead of the Beltway Blitz. And on that Blitz at 4, after we give out those Fallout Boy tickets, Nick Dowd of the Capitals is going to join us. So, I would say we got a nice little show working for got you. A nice little show. And let me just add, what a beautiful day outside. Apparently it's going to be like butt cold this weekend, which it is what it is. Over 60 degrees outside. I'm wearing short pants. Just as a big, uh-uh, you can't hurt me to Mother Nature. I'm wearing shorts today. I am going to the Sunday night opener for the D.C. Defenders a week from this weekend, and I'm really hoping that it's warm. Because it, if it's freezing outside, that's just less fun. Mm-hmm. I'll be there one way or the other. But and there's also that stadium cold. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about being in a stadium when it's cold. You're like, I'll be fine, and then you're not fine. But if we somehow get blessed with a day like this oh, come on. on that Sunday a couple weekends from now over at Audi Field, that would be outstanding. 
But this is also that time of the year in early February where you can get the 57, 63-degree day, and then three days later it snows and four it inches. it snows that weekend, yeah. And everyone just gets sick. Like yeah. Everyone a month from now is going to say, I don't know what's going on. I just haven't felt right. There's been something going around. It's the temperature, man. Yeah. It, just, it just doesn't know what it wants to do. I put my windows down while I was driving in today. Oh, look at you. Felt like it was spring again. Uh, let's quickly pay homage to last night's achievement for LeBron James. Incredible. He did move past Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the first time in 39 years. The NBA has an all-time scoring leader other than Kareem. LeBron hitting a fadeaway jumper late in the third quarter of a loss last night for the Lakers against the Thunder. He becomes the all-time scoring champ in the NBA at 38,390 points. Just an unfathomable total. It tells you what you need to know. You average almost 30 a game for 20 years. And there you go. You end up close to that spot. That's, it really is an amazing thing. Uh, it was really cool that the moment between him and Kareem I thought was outstanding after it happened. Oh, you mean when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar poetically passes the basketball off to LeBron? I thought that was great. Like the basketball equivalent of knighting someone with a sword on their shoulder? It was terrific. And I honestly love LeBron's comments afterwards, including the, the live curse word. I know that you know some ears may have been offended by it, but I, it was honest. It was very real. I thought it was really, really cool. Um, I always wonder with him what's authentic and I know. what isn't. And I will admit, if it wasn't, I, f- I fell for that one because that actually sounded great to me. But the, the the cool part I just want to add, I wasn't totally schooled in on this, but I guess there had been some icy friction between Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, and LeBron James at, at certain you points. You don't remember the, the piece he penned when he left L.A. and just – not L.A., rather, Cleveland. Cleveland. Just destroyed him. I think there's always been an awkwardness because he's not Shannon Sharp and he doesn't, yeah. like, bow at, his, you know, at the altar. So he, he's had opinions that – Went against things LeBron have done. And there was an answer at one point that LeBron gave about, you know, what will it mean for you to pass Kareem or something? And he was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know him, no relationship. And it was kind of like, oh, okay. You could have said, yeah, he was an all-time great. I mean, there's a lot of things that you could have done. Well, that really nice moment. And Kareem himself, who's, by the way, a brilliant writer, wrote an outstanding piece on his own website today that I read. It was just perfect. Just It was so full of grace and so outstanding and so perfect, talking about LeBron as the, as the right guy to do it in a Laker uniform. Just a really, really cool moment for, for hoop heads. Longevity, durability, dominance. And excellence. LeBron James, averaging 27 points per game in his NBA career, is now the all-time leader in scoring. Looking for James. He's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter, LeBron James, a shot in history. LeBron stands alone. The NBA's all-time scoring record now belongs to LeBron James. TNT, Brian Anderson, great call, big moment, great scene last night. I think his greatest accomplishment is still... The fact that at 18, he was crowned and he, he overachieved. Yep. Now, everyone put an amount of pressure on him that has never existed on any teenager in American sports history. And to even get close to living up to that would have been otherworldly and incredible. And not only did he do that, he has exceeded the expectations. To me, that's more impressive an accomplishment than breaking an unbreakable record. I mean, there have been better scorers, right? It, even, even during his playing career. He's still doing it at 38, which is astounding but the the ability to, to maintain that level of excellence for this long you don't just do that just because you don't just will your way to that you've got to put in an outrageous amount of work on the stuff that isn't sexy 
right? Like it's it's the it's the weightlifting when no one sees. It's the stretching when no one sees. It's the the the, the massage or this treatment or all this other kind of stuff behind the scenes. There have been guys that could score 30, 33 points a game in this league, but they're all long out of the league, and there are dozens of spots beneath him on the all-time scoring list. What he's doing at this age is amazing. I didn't even realize until someone put it into perspective last night. He is the age right now that Jordan was when he played for the Wizards. Yeah. And MJ, and I know he had, had some time off and it, it retired and come back, but he was relegated at that point to just kind of hoisting from 17 feet, you know, falling away and, and taking some shots. Basically posting guys up in the mid. She was 25 and 5 for, for, for those times. Still pretty damn good, by right. the way. But had knees that looked like my head swollen up, and he's riding the stationary bike half the time. LeBron one, is still doing this. James, one of 10 players to play at least 20 seasons. Uh, if you look at the top five scoring, and this is an all-time points, right? He's number one on the list. But the, the top five scorers in NBA history, uh, he played... 20 seasons, as I mentioned. Abdul-Jabbar and Kobe Bryant did also. Carl Malone played 19, and the only guy on that list that didn't play that many seasons is Jordan, mm-hmm. who only played 15. And so you wonder if he didn't take time away to go play baseball and also you know, retire the couple of times that he did, yep. how many points he would have had, and, and LeBron would still be chasing Jordan in that regard. But instead, he is at 38-390, number one on the all-time scoring list. As of last night, great scene in Los Angeles. Uh, the other big story, and it is just, you know, a baby compared to the giant that was mm-hmm. LeBron last night. But in the NFL, I saw this today. I was really surprised. So, you know, yesterday we're driving home. We find out that the Saints have permission to talk to Derek Carr. Uh-huh. When I saw that, I said, okay, that, that's interesting. The Saints are going to try to, when the Raiders cut him, they're going to try to be in position to maybe sign him to a new deal, right? They're not going to trade for him. No one's going to trade for him. They're just going to allow the Raiders to cut him, which is inevitable. And then teams will get in line, and, and the Saints want to be at the front of that line to try to be you know, the team that can pounce if they've already met with him and brought him into the facility. Then Ian Rappaport reported that in addition to the visit, you know, that these two teams have already been talking compensation, that the Saints and the Raiders may be close to agreeing on compensation, and it would be up to Derek Carr Waving is no trade clause, something I am fascinated by. Uh, so we'll see how this ends. But right now, it is clear that the Saints would be the front runner for Derek Carr. Twofold in terms of why I'm interested in this. Number one, it'd be a landing spot for the best quarterback on the market other than Aaron Rodgers in terms of career success as of this moment. But then also, the Saints are like um, maybe the Vikings. I'm trying to think if there's any other teams that just don't seem to care about the salary cap. They just find ways all the time to not worry about the cap, and it never seems to catch up to them. It doesn't seem to catch up to them. They are like $50 over the cap or whatever they are, and they're going to go out and inherit Derek Carr's contract, maybe. Over the cap lists them at 60. I don't mean $60 in room. I mean $60 million over the cap. Now, that's before any restructuring happens, any cuts happen, or whatever. But right now, their roster is $60 over the cap. You would think that would disqualify you from bringing in a QB who's a $40 million a year guy. I guess not. Presumably. I mean, the Vikings, to your point, are 23 over the cap. And and they're discussed as, hey, they got a lot of maneuvering to do. They got some trouble ahead. What are they going to... Somehow the Saints just... Anytime somebody tells you that it's real, I just go the Saints. And and you... you as soon as you're not explaining that to me, I can believe you. It doesn't seem real. It doesn't seem like a real obstacle to them somehow. It's crazy to me that you have teams that care so little about the cap, seemingly. And then clubs like Washington that treat it like the boogie monster under the bed. 
well, we, we can't possibly go get a starting safety or linebacker. Are you crazy? We only have $11 million in cap space. Think about the cap. The, the, the difference between the way some of the teams view it as a rough guideline that we can always work around and we'll always restructure, we'll always add a void year, we'll always push a payment down the road. And I understand that inevitably, eventually you are going to have to pay up. You're going to have to pay the piper. Mm-hmm. Washington just treats it so differently. They're so conservative and so worried, it seems like, about their salary cap. Speaking of the commanders, we told you that Ron Rivera is making the rounds today at the Super Bowl. This is one of his bits. He loves doing this. He goes to the Super Bowl. He hops on Radio Row, goes on a bunch of shows. Now, this year, he's actually an award winner. So I believe he's going to be representing USAA, and he was named the Salute to Service Award winner for the National Football League, which is pretty cool. But Rivera today was on NFL Network. This was just before we got on the air, within the last 45 minutes or so. And while he was on, they asked him about the quarterback situation in Washington, and Sam Howe listened to what Ron Rivera said. Ron, looking ahead, do you think your starting quarterback week one is on your roster right now? Well, I think he most certainly can be. I, I know this. We will go into OTA's minicamp and training camp uh, with Sam Howell more likely QB1, and we'll see what happens. I mean, it's his opportunity. This is a challenge to him. You know, if he comes out and does the things that he's capable of, we believe he's capable of, he can most certainly be our guy. But we'll find out. And, again, that's what competition is going to do. It's going to bring out the best in all our guys. Wow. So there's a few takeaways from that, and we'll play it again, and then you can hear what Danny's takes out of it. When he says he can be, my first thought was, oh, maybe that means they're going and getting someone. But he didn't mean it as if we're going to go get someone. He meant it as if to say, I'm not going to name him the starter. He he has to earn it. But he can be because he's going to get the chance to be our starter. He goes on in the next sentence to say, we will go into OTA's mini camp and training camp with him more than likely as the starting quarterback. There is no reason to say that on February 8th if that's not your plan. If you think you're trying to go get Aaron Rodgers, if you think you're trying to go get Derek Carr, if, if you believe you can lure uh, Lamar Jackson away with a couple of ones after he's tagged, then you're not going to say he's more than likely your starting quarterback. This matches what I was told weeks ago, which was that they want to have a rookie deal quarterback so that they can spend at all the other positions. And then he issues a challenge. He says, this is a challenge to him. We think he can be our starter. I took this Danny. He's not going to come out just say, yes, he's the starting quarterback. It's his quarterback. game, period, yeah. He's not going to say, Sam Howell is going to be the starter in week one. Because you're not going to crown him after 11 minutes of football in week 18 last year. But he's asked basically point blank, are you going to get a quarterback? And this is the closest thing to him saying no that you're going to hear. He is admitting publicly what all... Remember all of the reports of like six weeks ago? With the offensive this is what coordinator Washington's interviews. Uh-huh. This is what Washington's telling OCs. Clearly, either that came from Rivera or whoever was saying it is on the exact same page as Rivera. Because this is the same narrative. Play the clip one more time, Darius. Ron, looking ahead, do you think your starting quarterback week one is on your roster right now? 
Well, I think he most certainly can be. I, I know this. We will go into OTA's minicamp and training camp uh, with Sam Howell more likely QB1, and we'll see what happens. I mean, it's his opportunity. This is a challenge to him. You know, if he comes out and does the things that he's capable of, we believe he's capable of, he can most certainly be our guy. But we'll find out. And, again, that's what competition is going to do. It's going to bring out the best in all our guys. Number one phrase that I pull out of there for me is it's his opportunity. Right? It's not an opportunity. It's not some, you know, posting on the wall and everyone's going to apply for it. It's his opportunity to seize the reins. It's Sam Howell's chance. It's his uh, window being kicked open here where you will be the incumbent, so to speak. It's his opportunity to win that job and solidify himself as, as the starter. That's the plan. That's what it tells me is that this is the plan. This is where we're going. If something, and he says, we'll go from there. So just hypothetically, God forbid, Sam Howell's terrible. Can't, forgets which hand to throw with and can't tie his shoes and is a disaster, he could potentially lose that role. But the point is, he's going to have every chance to seize it and run with it. It's his opportunity. That's my key phrase out of there. I just think that I keep seeing and hearing people say they can't possibly plan on Sam Howell being their quarterback after one game. And my answer to that is, why not? You know, Craig Carton from uh, WFAN uh, has been making the rounds on behalf of FanDuel and Radio Row Week. And I heard him, he does a national TV show as mm-hmm. well, say something along the lines of, you can't start Sam Howell. I, Sam Monson of PFF, I was listening to something he was doing on Radio Row today. We have on the show a lot. Sharp guy. And he said, there's just no way they're going to go with Sam Howell as their starter. Why? Teams do this all the time. Now, if your point is you have to make the playoffs if you're Ron Rivera or you're fired, and so there's no way you're going to hitch your wagon to Sam Howell, that argument I do understand. If you're saying it's put up or shut up time, Rivera, it's win or go home time, do you really want your last shot to be in the hands of a guy who's played three hours of football in the National Football League? I think that's a reasonable argument, but that's not really what people are saying by and large. They're saying something along the lines of, Howell has not played enough to get the job. And my point is, quarterbacks who are drafted in the early rounds sit for a year and or play a little bit at the end of the year and then get the starting job the next year all the time. If he wasn't a fifth-round pick and he was a second-round pick, would it be viewed as crazy to give him the reins to this offense after he played one pretty good game? This is solely based on, I think, the perception that they can't possibly start him is based on him being a fifth-round pick and almost nothing else. I think that's one part. Here's my second part, though. What's Rivera's track record? Going to get a veteran. Not not dipping in the toes into the kid class. Opting not to draft a quarterback multiple on multiple times, multiple occasions, rather, on multiple fronts. Always going to the Fitzpatrick, always going to the, the Carson Wentz tier instead of starting a kid. And I think it, it's, A, what you said, that the rep of a guy that lasted in the fifth round must mean that there's got to be something else. Like you, you can't sell that you're going into the season with Mike White if you're uh, if you're the New York Jets, for example, or, or whatever that is, right? So I would say that's a huge part of it. But the other part is the track record thing, and then when you add that add into that the potential lame duck status of a guy that's you're going with an unproven thing in a you better put up year as Philadelphia took half the time that you're supposedly allowed and they're in the Super Bowl this week. You're going to go with a kid that hasn't done it yet. I just don't see the math adding up. Prior to today, we had reports that the commanders were telling 
prospective offensive coordinators that they planned on going with Sam Howell. And you had a lot of people, I'm one of them, I'm, I'm, this is not me bashing anyone and what they were doing, but a lot of people like me who were reaching out to people within the organization and unnamed they were saying anonymously, there's a really good chance they start Sam Howell next season. Today on record at Radio Row mm-hmm. ahead of the Super Bowl, the season's not even technically over. In early February, Ron Rivera is saying that there is a good chance that it is likely that Sam Howell will be the first guy to take a rep at training camp and at OTAs. Do you buy that? Is he telling the truth? And is that a plan you can get behind? Would you be okay with that? 800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. 800-636-1067 on Grant and Danny. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Ron, looking ahead, do you think your starting quarterback week one is on your roster right now? Well, I think he most certainly can be. I, I know this. We will go into OTA's minicamp and training camp uh, with Sam Howell more likely QB1, and we'll see what happens. I mean, it's his opportunity. This is a challenge to him. You know, if he comes out and does the things that he's capable of, we believe he's capable of, he can most certainly be our guy. But we'll find out. And, again, that's what competition is going to do. It's going to bring out the best in all our guys. I know this, Ron Rivera said. We're most likely going into camp with Sam Howell as our starting quarterback. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the fan. What a last hour or so. I mean, there is news all over the place on the Commanders. So you just heard that audio from Rivera on NFL Network on Radio Row. That was within the last 30 minutes. Charles Gasparino, who is a Fox Business News Network analyst 
And uh, Insider tweeted about an hour and a half ago, breaking, and he had the scoop that NFL sources say a sale of the Commanders will take place weeks after the Super Bowl and owners' meetings in March. Despite denials, most people in NFL circles think Jeff Bezos will bid after initial bids are in. Given his wealth, he's very capable to make numbers work for a purchase. We have, by the way, the guy that tweeted that and reported that, Charles Gasparino of Fox Business, coming on the show at 5 o'clock in two and a half hours right here on Grant and Danny. By the way, I heard from someone, and this is not like a plugged-in insider on Jeff Bezos' team or something, Uh but I just heard from someone who deals with all kinds of sales with well-off people and big entities I was talking to recently who said it is not uncommon at all that the richest of all the people that are bidding on something wait until the end. Because the reason for getting your bids in is kind of aligning a pecking order, so to speak. Bezos has enough money that it doesn't matter where it ends. Gotcha. He just swoops in at the end and says, and here's another $150 million. See, if you've been in, in an auction at any point in time, right, where you've seen an item, raising your paddle first usually doesn't put you in the best spot. Correct. Right? Like, all you're doing is driving up your own price for the item that you want. So to me, the fact that Bezos has not yet bid, like when someone came out, I don't remember who reported that, but Bezos doesn't have a bid in yet. To me, that's irrelevant, to be completely honest with you. The only thing that matters on the Bezos front is will Dan Snyder sell to him or not? If he does want the team. Yeah, if he does want it. If he doesn't ever bid, okay, that, that no harm, no foul, that's fine. My guess is he's going to bid at some point. The question then is, is it enough over what the high bid other than him has pitched that Dan Snyder can't turn it down. Because I think most of us believe that Dan would prefer to sell it to someone not named Jeff Bezos. So that's the other of the, the three big news items on the Commanders. And then news comes in threes here. Here's your third story. This is just a couple of minutes ago during our break. Adam Schefter of ESPN reporting. Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy remains a prime candidate for the coordinator job's with the Commanders and the Ravens, according to his sources. So, Danny, if the Commanders could land Eric Bieniemy as their OC, what a coup! That would feel like a massive win for them after firing Scott Turner after three seasons calling plays under Ron Rivera. Egg on my face if that happens, because I said, "Why are we doing this? It's such a waste of time. He's not coming." And if he does, it, apparently, if this is a realistic thing that it could be between those two teams. Now, I know what Bieniemy said publicly that he's only had the interview with the Colts and. Haven't considered anything else at this point, but if that goes down, what a win for this staff. What a win. If you're comparing the commanders, led by Sam Howell, versus the Ravens, led by former MVP Lamar Jackson, I have a hard time believing the enemy would choose Washington over Baltimore. Are they financially in a place where they sail looming, where Dan Snyder would far exceed the money that the Ravens and Steve Bishotti are offering a coordinator? I highly doubt that. Look at the learners, right? You're, right? you're counting every penny right now. You're trying to sell. You're counting every cup that's being used. You're not trying to add money to the bottom line. But let's say Baltimore chooses someone else, or maybe there's a, a disagreement or, or something uh, between, you know, in the, in the conversations where John Harbaugh uh, and Lamar Jackson have their vision and their plan, and it doesn't quite mesh with the enemy, I guess the commanders, according to Schefter, are the second most likely team. How about that? And I'm just assuming the Ravens, because I think their quarterback situation's better. But 
what is the the pot sweetener? I mean, how could the Commanders make themselves more enticing than the Ravens? Obviously, you know, money solves a lot there is number one. But number two, I, I would say if you get Lamar Jackson back close to his MVP ranking, are you going to get credit for that? Right? Because what's the point of this move? Okay, we talked about this a bit yesterday. If the enemy makes a lateral move, it would be as a, to answer that remaining question, whether it's fair or not, what about you being in charge, calling your own plays, your own offense out of the shadow of Andy Reid, right? If you get Lamar Jackson back to being pretty good, you don't get credit for that. He's a former MVP. How much credit are you going to get for a guy that's a fifth rounder that started one game? And then you start to look at the Ravens roster. That Again, they're better than Washington. I'm not telling you that, that they're not. But if, if your pitch to Eric Bannemi is, all right, on one side it's Demarcus Robinson, on the other it's Devin Duvernay. Don't throw the ball. Uh, that's not going to work, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's your passing offense won't be great. Look what you got down here. You got uh, Dotson, you got McLaurin, and you got Gadget player and Samuel. You got a nice sort of running back room. We'll get you a better offensive line. You got an awful lot to work with here where you'll look like a genius if this group is middle of the pack. Yeah, you also have, I would say, an easier path to it looking like you accomplished a lot in Washington. And that's kind of what I mean. Yeah. You go to Baltimore. Much, much better said. That offense has been good and played at a really high level in the past. They're already elite, as good as it gets at running the football. So you're only going to probably get worse in that capacity. Do you believe that you can get Lamar Jackson in that passing game to a point where you're viewed as the architect of a renaissance? You know, that, that all of a sudden you created a passing game. Because if, if you think it's hard to get that attention and that love as being the whisperer, so to speak, for an offense that's already been pretty good, his goal is going to be to thrive offensively as much to get a head coaching job the next year as just to succeed with the organization he's going to. And with all due respect to the commanders or the Ravens in this regard, these are stepping stones. I mean, yeah. The enemy is trying to become a head coach. He wouldn't be leaving Kansas City because he wants a better OC opportunity. No, he, he's leaving to call plays so he can get the head job he's wanted for a long time. And you could benefit from that, right? Rivera on Sam Howell saying he is likely going to be the starter when training camp begins. We want your thoughts on that at 800-636-1067. Kevin is in Arlington. What's up, Kev? Hey, guys. So it's just incredible. Remember, it's not been that many weeks since the narrative was, uh, I feel like Carson will give us a spark, and the rumors were, or the rumblings were, Howell's not ready. This is year four, and he's kicked the can down the road again. The last time someone who was drafted in the fifth round or later, notwithstanding Brock Purdy, became, you know, a significant starter in the league, it's been ages. I mean, Prescott is a fourth rounder. That was 2016, his rookie year, seven years ago. Uh, Kirk, as we know, in 2012, another fourth rounder. There, Kevin Sheehan did this on his podcast recently. There are almost no quarterbacks after, you know, the fourth round in recent times that have gone on to become, you know, a real QB1. So I don't know what they're thinking. I realize there's money issues, there's a sale, whatever, but you hear boo about are they even going to draft someone uh, fairly high in the draft to compete with? Uh, Sam, so if that rookie contract for Sam doesn't work out, we've got another rookie contract and another prospect we like. I mean, it's just nuts. 
Uh, this guy does not understand quarterback. It's just incredible. A couple of things. Thank you, Thank you, Kevin. Number one, you are right, and we've done it on this show too for the record, the list of quarterbacks after the, the first four rounds that end up thriving, becoming stars, becoming franchise quarterbacks. It's a minuscule amount and almost never happens, right? Having said that, when is the last time a quarterback got drafted in the fifth round who began his final year in college as the projected number one QB in his draft class? I would say that doesn't happen That's very rare. often either. Yep. When was the last time that a quarterback went in the fifth round that had had a two-year run where one of those seasons as an elite passer, then weapons leave, and the next year he's one of the great playmakers with his feet in college football? And that's how, the final year, yeah. running for 100 yards in seven different games. Now, I'm not some Sam Howell mark. What I am saying, though, is this is not your normal fifth-round pick. You don't generally, in the fifth round, get a guy that there are draft analysts all over the country buzzing about as having been a top one. And this isn't a Jordan Palmer or a Jerron Hamden fifth-round pick. Your, your fifth-round picks normally like Todd Cusack out of Stanford. or yeah, it, It's just it's not on the same level. It's not a guy who shredded the ACC the way that Sam Howell did, frankly. So while I would bet against him being a high-end starter, because I think that's the easy You bet play, against everybody, almost. This just saying he's a fifth-round pick, so there's nothing else we need to know. It's pretty weird circumstances that led to him being a fifth-round pick. I think most of us could agree. And the, the how's not ready thing is fascinating. And that part, Kevin's all over. He's got, he's got something on that. Mm -hmm. This is my big issue with this regime, Danny, mm -hmm. is that it just seems like everything is so reactionary. I don't think that they've completely changed their mind on Sam Howell based on one game, but it feels that way. Like, the perception is that way. And that's always the perception with this group, that they're just yeah, Whether it's fair or not, it's how it feels, right? Who was saying that he wasn't ready? Because someone in that building was getting that word out. And why were they saying it, and are they still here? Like, these are questions I have. Because if it was Rivera who didn't think he was ready, or Martin or Marty or the Marty Party, and now he's your quarterback after one game where he Completed 11 passes or whatever yeah, it was. Either you're convinced by that small sample or something else, right? I mean, it's it's hard to, to get a feel for it. You heard the quotes from Rivera, though. There, there's no reason for him to give Howell a vote of confidence today if they don't mean it. Like, What would the benefit of that be? And, and do you buy this that they're not going to try to do better than last year's fifth rounder out of North Carolina with an entire offseason ahead and Rivera set to embark on they got to have it season to keep his job. We're Grant and Danny on the fan. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. 
Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We've got Charles Gasparino of Fox Business News coming on the show at 5 o'clock. The reason you're going to want to hear from him is because today he reported that the commanders are going to be sold soon after the Super Bowl. In fact, he has since updated that report and said that he wanted to clarify his tweet. And you go, oh, no, what are you changing? Well, it got better for commanders fans, I would say. It improved. He said that people were misreading that he believes the team isn't just going to be sold after the owners' meetings, but in fact, post-Super Bowl and before the owners' meetings, which take place in March. So he thinks in the next few weeks after this weekend, the sale is going to go down, for the record. Oh, my God. Nobody panic. Oh, my God. Like, I'm just... I'm... I'm 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 a... Find your words. I'm a sweating bag of emotion. I just I, please let it be true. Please just let it be true. We can't get this far down and then have, have it be ripped away again. That's all I'll say. Five o'clock is when he'll stop by. Make sure you're listening here on Grant and Danny. Meantime, we are discussing football as well because Ron Rivera's talking. He is at the Super Bowl. He is on Radio Row. Uh, he was asked about the quarterback situation on NFL Network. Here's how it sounded. Andrew Siciliano is the guy asking him the question. Ron, look at ahead. Do you think your starting quarterback week one is on your roster right now? Well, I think he most certainly can be. I, I know this. We will go into OTA's minicamp and training camp uh, with Sam Howell more likely QB1, and we'll see what happens. I mean, it's his opportunity. This is a challenge to him. You know, if he comes out and does the things that he's capable of, we believe he's capable of, he can most certainly be our guy. But we'll find out. And, again, that's what competition is going to do. It's going to bring out the best in all our guys. He is telling you he's the guy if he wins this competition. And my guess is the competition will be against someone where the deck is stacked. Like, they're going to bring in Danny and say, if you do a good job, you'll start over Sam Okay, buddy. Here's a cardboard cutout, Danny Ruye, and a a 40-year-old journeyman. I feel the same way about what's going on with the sale as I do the quarterback situation. Everyone keeps trying to convince themselves that it's not going to be Sam Howell. It's not happening, right? All signs point to that. People keep trying to explain why Dan's not going to sell because they don't want themselves to get too excited or because they think that uh, it would be too good to be true or they just don't think it would make sense because of all the years of him saying he would never do it, even though he said the same thing about the name. And all this, like, you just keep looking at signs that go, go that way, go that way, go that way, and you keep going, but it could go the other way. The quarterback situation to me is the same. Your boy consumes a ton of NFL content. Every time the commander's quarterback situation comes up, you got experts saying they're not going to go with Sam Howell. They can't go with Sam Howell. And I'm saying, maybe. But if I had to put money down right now, based on reading all the tea leaves and all the signs and everything that's happened, that money should be on when training camp starts, Sam Howell gets the first rep. Locals move quicker than nationals. 
And what I mean is... They don't have a lot of team speed. Only Robles steals bases. Well, he's got to get on base for that to happen. Mm. The He gets thrown out a lot. It's a yeah. big obstacle. Gets picked off so often, especially when they're down a lot. What's great, though, is, locally, though, we can move quicker than, than, than national folks can to update their file. How many years has it been since, well, you know the Redskins will be involved if it's a free agent. They're going to overspend everybody. Had, wasn't true for a decade. It didn't stop anybody on NFL Network or, or whatever else from, from bloviating about that. We had our file updated more quickly. I think we see it, and they're not there yet. Let's go to Kenny in D.C. Hey, buddy, how are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? Come Two on. points I want to make. Um, first, uh, Sam Howe, I absolutely agree with this. I think he is maybe the, the future of the commanders. And uh, just picture this. Uh, Sam Howe comes in, and he does well, and we get Eric the, the enemy from the offensive coordinator from uh, Kansas City. Um, let's just say he does well and does good for – you know, the the season and Ron Rivera actually get fired. Eric being me, head coach of the Washington Commanders. I, I'll sit back and listen to y'all. Well, Appreciate I, you, dude. Well, I, a lot of dominoes there. There's too many steps down the way. What I care about is next football season. That's what I know. And, and if he can't get the Baltimore job, all of a sudden this one looks appealing because you can just show up yep. and be the, the conquering hero if they're not terrible on offense. Everybody gets something out of it, right? Noel's in Chicago listening on the always free Odyssey app, which is crystal clear. What's up, Noel? Hey, guys. Good afternoon uh, from Chi-Town. Uh, I am very happy with this potential decision. I think it's the right one, considering our O-line is a mess. And really, I think that Ron is out of options with the retread run anyway, and I think that Sam is our best option as far as a young QB, and it's always better to get a young guy on a rookie contract. I just think it's hilarious, though, that if we all want Sam, we all want Sam to succeed, and if he does, Ron's going to look like a genius, but I don't think he really believed in him from the start. It's only that one game he realized, oh, maybe I made a mistake. Well, let's not forget, you, a couple days before that game, they wanted to start Heineke, yep. and they, they internally, somebody somewhere said, and it got out, as a organization, they were not behind how they didn't think he was ready. Amazing to think about, right? And now we're here. Now, yeah, it's his gig. It's his opportunity. I think what they, they've always wanted is to find a cheap solution at quarterback. And maybe they feel like if Howell's able to play at all, now you can upgrade the line. Now you can go get yourself you, you, everything It's the best you advantage need. in the sport. It, it's huge. He's Danny. I'm Grant. You're listening to The Fan. Aaron Schatz of Football Outsiders gives us a preview of the Super Bowl next. And we got some stadium news to get into, as well as the developments that Dan Snyder's sale of the team could be coming sooner than we thought. You're listening to The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.